Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. This is Kathy Barron, and back in the studio, I have Jen Slumack joining me. Welcome. Thanks again for coming in. All right, all right. Glad to be here. So we're just going to get to it. Um, we're going to talk about spirituality and what it means to what both is of it? us and what it is and why it's so scary for some people and is there an afterlife? <laughs> <laughs> All the big questions. <laughs> what happens after you see the white light? Uh, yeah. Well, seriously. Well, what is it? What is it to you, man? What's your? What do well, you think? Well, I mean, you're... spirituality wasn't a word growing up for me. It was more like Catholic. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was my word. CCD uh-huh. classes. That's what you, I did. You pronounced you pronounced spirituality like this Catholicism. Exactly. That's how you pronounced it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Not to say that's a bad thing, but that's my experience. And then, you know, I slowly uh, grew out of that and found spirituality, I guess, more of a non-religious, you know. I mean, although, you know, I still have that God knowledge, I guess, belief in a way, that faith. Um, And then it's not to say that I, like, worship or idolize anything but semantics are so much a part of it though aren't they well they can be i think it's how you define it and what feels most comfortable for you you know and how right. you define that so but for me Tell a spirituality me what is what that. it is right now i mean i don't go to church i don't necessarily pray i guess although sometimes i do um for those desperate moments um Turn green to the light, <laughs> right. right? But I think for me, spirituality is more about um, discovering myself and believing in myself and kind of manifesting, you know, I think thoughts are things. I think we manifest things into our life. I think we bring things, you know, that whole law of attraction, um, you know, what you focus on multiplies, that kind of stuff. You know the whole universe energy. I really, to- I really believe in the energy of other people, the energy of you know the world. I mean, you can just feel it sometimes. You know. I think I talked to you a little bit about this off the air last time, but um, I work with some people who uh, are big Jesus folk, and uh, we're able to have these great conversations because uh, none of us take ourselves terribly serious. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we're we're very comfortable talking to each other about what we believe. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. we have found is in talking to each other, a lot of uh, what we um, what we believe or what we think about religion or spirituality and stuff is very similar to each other, but the language is very different. So you just said, I really believe in uh, energy. Mm-hmm. You know, positive mm-hmm. energy, negative energy, and stuff like that. Well, one of my guys that I work with, who is uh, <clears throat> born and raised in in everything very Christian, uh, speaks about that being, you know, the Holy Spirit and uh, demonic mm-hmm. influences. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, he, you know, he's like, this is not. He literally speaks like this, and and it was a a way. It was really hard for me to listen to him because it sort of was triggering to me as a gay person, some of the language that he would use. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's subsided 
quite a bit because he and I are able to speak so freely with each other and, and with love, you know, creating that space for the conversation. But he said, you know, this isn't when he says uh, this, we're not fighting against people, we're fighting against uh, it's spirit. When they talk about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. like that's something that always freaked me out. I'm like, okay, spiritual warfare, you know, we've got to be like these prayer warriors. And uh, that just sounded a little too intense for me, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, but what I've come, but that's sort of what you're saying about you believe in thoughts, thoughts manifest, mm-hmm. right? They're talking about prayer warriors. We're talking about, you know, um, mindfulness and, and being aware of what kind of energy is in our thoughts, right? Right. Um, spiritual warfare, uh, not being, we're not fighting people were fighting spirits evil spirits and stuff that's how he talks and for me that just kind of means like you know love the person in spite of what they're doing if they're doing something awful they're probably hurting hurt people hurt people right right yeah does that make sense or am i all over the place no it totally makes sense and i think for me it's like everybody's on their journey on their own journey whether it's you know spiritual religious you know whatever and i've learned that Everybody has a story. I mean, I was in the grocery industry and in the customer service industry for a long time. And when someone comes up to you and is a bitch to you and is like, where's my can of cream corn? It's not on the shelf. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, you know, chill. You don't know that, easy, you know, easy. they've had a bad day and you yeah. don't know their story about why they're being so rude to you. So you kind of learn after you know 16 years that not to take things personal and that people do have a story just like with anything yeah and i think spirituality is the same way is that everybody has their path and their journey and i think that a lot of what i grew up with was some judgment and no this is the way you need to do it this is the way you need to live your life and you know being gay it's like i'm already doomed to hell anyway so i may as well go out you know go big or go home kind of thing (laughs) as far as that goes so well and i think that that's a big uh there's a there's a lot of that right is this kind of um the world determining who is welcome into the experience of spirit right Mm -hmm. like the world deciding that and uh like who's worthy and who's deserving yeah we're we're socialized yeah we're socialized like we've got these constructs of who's who's welcome to join in the human experience of of spirituality i mean like we all need it we all uh benefit from it but people determine who gets to, you know, and it's tragic because, um, you know, we joke, go big or go home. I'm going to hell anyway. So go big or go home. Like we joke about that. Yeah. And, you know, gay and lesbian transgender youth, you know, have the highest suicide rate. Right. If you don't have hope, like if, if the big decider, you know, who might be God says, get out of here then why? Why try? Right, right, right. And it's tragic because I think, like you said, we all have this path and we all are on this journey. I think it's it's so important to let people be on their journey. Mm -hmm. Allow it to happen, yeah. Allow somebody to 
be where they are now and give afford them the opportunity to continue their journey mm-hmm. toward uh, possibly a new experience of themselves down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I think Rather people than- get judgy because they're uncomfortable with how someone else is living their life. So they, you know, impose their beliefs or, you know, on onto people that they're not comfortable with. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So like people, like guys who are mowing the lawn in their sandals and their, their right. black socks, like my going over and telling him that's really <laughs> making me uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, dude, I know we're in the suburbs, but come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're just trying to live up to the dream, but brother, <laughs> what is up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's no, I think you're right. Um, you said something else that I wanted to come back to real quick. You said something like after 16 years of working in the grocery industry, you, you've you learned to not take people personally, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody, hey, lady, where's my cream corn? <laughs> it's <laughs> true, though. You people go crazy corn. when they don't have their groceries, I tell you. But I got to tell you, man, cream corn is just fun to say. <laughs> Where's my can of cream corn? That just made me laugh. I'm probably going to say that a few more times tonight to my wife. She's going to be like, what are you doing? I'm going to encourage her to say it. It's just fun. Uh Anyhow, uh, brought me back to, have you heard of the four agreements? Yes. Okay. So one of those is don't take things personally. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that it can take 16 years, right? Or for myself also, decades right yeah. to truly understand and truly not react emotionally or verbally mm-hmm. when you know don't take things personally right just allowing people to be the mess that they are and not needing to absorb it right right that's those these are spiritual principles right is is being able to be um alongside people and still treating with respect in spite of what they're putting out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, be impeccable with your word. You want to take mm-hmm. number two? Uh, nope, oh. you go for it. Um, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. And the fourth agreement is always do your best. Those four agreements are good to uh, live by. Mm. And it is hard when you're a perfectionist because, um, you know, you question yourself, am I really doing my best? Was that my best? Mm-hmm. Um, here's something somebody said once. Tell me what you think of this. Um, it's just like a bumper sticker quote. Um, the opposite of more is enough. Oh, I like that. Isn't that kind of cool? I like that a lot. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't think they're enough. I mean, I think women specifically think that they're not enough because you know those stay-at-home moms that take care of their kids always get a bad rap because they don't have a real job and no you have a job you're taking care of your kids oh my god oh my god it might be the most important job in the world hello the world is full of people that women have raised yes so that's totally i mean they're totally enough but i think society just wants people to look a certain way and do a certain thing and we need really need to like let go of that attachment and just do our thing well and you just said something too about attachment and i want to ask you 
back to the beginning of our conversation, you said spirituality for you was about, um, you know, what did you say about yourself, about finding yourself? Um, I think, uh, yeah, finding myself, believing in myself, going on my yeah. own journey. Uh, I can't remember what I said. Well, but that's the thing, though, is um, when we're talking about women, a lot of times don't feel like we're enough. Mm-hmm. Um, how does spirituality tie into that? Like, what is the critical component of why is why is it so important to have spirituality in our lives? And I really think it's um, because, you know, there's divinity in each of us. This is just kind of my thought process around it. There's divinity in each of us, however you want to imagine that. Like, you know, I, there's a million ways that you can, I think, talk about it, but that each of us is valuable and um, spirituality is almost like a, a set of principles. It can be a set of principles that we live by that allow us to sort of keep some sort of balance between all of the crap that um, we are taught from the outside of ourselves uh, that sort of, you know, conflicts with um, the personal journey from within. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so spirituality is almost a set of tools that allows me to check in with uh, the the divinity in me or the light in me or the uh, the child in me. Right. The playful one, the curious one, the um, the idea of me. Right. To allow her to develop into herself versus into what the world wants to create. of Right. Her. Right. You know, so it's almost like this, uh, it's almost like a, um, an artist's toolkit spirituality, you know, yeah. sort of, uh, chiseling away at the, the constructs that are sort of laid on us as costumes as we move through the world as a female and what a female can and can't do, or mm-hmm. as a person of color and what they can and can't do, or a gay person or a minister or a fisherman or, you know, whatever it is. Some guy that, mowing that, his lawn with his sandals on. Oh my God, callback, dude. That is like graduate level comedy stuff right there. You pull the callback out. That's totally it. But like putting a pin in that guy, right? right? Like I saw him, he's got a socks on, and then just sticking him into a box of what that makes him. Right. So he has sandals and socks, and he's mowing his lawn on a, you know, midday <laughs> afternoon. And so then I come up with all sorts of ideas about what he is. Well, yeah. he, you know, we, we, we get ourselves into these ideas. And then we have to live up to them because the ideas become identities. And then, you know, if I'm the funny guy in a group of friends, I can't stop being the funny guy because everybody loves the funny guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, But while my human need to belong is greater than my personal need for peace, I'll continue to be the funny guy. Mm hmm. And if one day the funny guy and my personal peace align, that's awesome. But if I have to stop being the funny guy in order to come to terms with myself, then that's the struggle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's the tough road. That's the journey. <laughs> and do you lose those friends in the process, you know? Right. Because they can't handle anything other than the funny guy. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. I think that's what happens as you get older is that you slough off the things that don't that you don't need anymore whether it's friends or beliefs or you know because it's exhausting it is exhausting it's exhausting to like 
you know, carry around everybody else's ideas of who you are. Yeah. 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 You know, or, or like maintaining all of these different characters that you have to be in different situations, right? What a relief yeah. to decide who you are and sort of settle into um, all of that which your life has uh, made true for you, mm-hmm. right? And and just, you said, what did you say? You just kind of like slough off the stuff that you don't need anymore? Right. Yeah, it becomes a real relief, I think, as we get older, at least my experience getting older, it's become a real relief to not want to argue with people anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested. (laughs) There's no right to be had. Like, yeah, I don't need to be right. right It's never going to be your right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't want to argue. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss. I'm more than happy to take turns expressing our ideas and I'm willing to be open to yours and learn from you. But like, I don't want to argue. I don't want to be around people who insist on uh, their way being the only way. And just, you know, at the detriment of folks who might be, uh, you know, in a different mindset, like, I don't have the energy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. Well, I think also for me, intuition is part of spirituality for me. Being able to listen to your intuition and being still and quiet enough to let that happen. And um to me that that helps me well when i listen to it i mean sometimes i just need that brick upside the head to to get it yeah. you know the message but i think that kind of helps me with my journey spiritual otherwise and just kind of you know the whole manifesting what you want in your life so spirit is kind of the um the invisible energies mm-hmm. maybe yeah i mean i guess now i just had a picture of casper the friendly ghost <laughs> hello <laughs> i did i was like it's like the energies and i thought well isn't that what we always say like ghosts are sort of invisible and then i saw casper <laughs> well like as long casper, as he stays let me, friendly let me tell you buddy <laughs> it's an interesting place inside this brain <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> Yeah, that. bless your heart. You still <laughs> keep calling me. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, four powerful ways spirituality can ease anxiety and depression. I'm looking at different articles. Let me ask you this. What do you think um, anxiety and spirituality have to do with each other or depression or increasing depression in this country? Um, well, if I any. Think, I, go ahead. No, I just said if anything. Oh, if anything. I think anxiety is um, that we live in the future. I think that's where anxiety comes from. I think that if we live in the exact moment that we're in, for me, I feel peaceful. Yeah. But if I'm thinking of the past or the future, you know, all bets are off because I'm either depressed because of what happened in the past or I'm anxious because I'm you know wondering what's going to happen in the future so yeah and I think you're right about the wondering about in the worrying about what's going to happen in the future right so anxiety is has a lot to do with the fear of the future 
Yeah. Right. Worrying about, am I going to have what I need? Am I going to be made fun of? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to have this person there? Is th- are things going to be the same? Are they going to change? Mm-hmm. You know, worrying about the future, which is like, you know, worrying about a dream. It's just not real yet. There's no way that I can actively participate in the future except to be building tomorrow's today, mm-hmm. right? With what I'm doing now and in the present. Right. So how does spirituality help us with that? Um, I don't know. How does it help you? Um, well, I think that um, just sort of, you know, and this is always, a, you know, this is a daily practice, right? Having to try to stay aware moment to moment when I sense that I'm in anxiety or if I'm feeling depression or anything like that, um, just trying to remember that I have faith that everything's going to be okay, right? Just mm-hmm. sort of like believing what I can't see. You know, I can't, I have a choice. I can sit here and I can worry about what doing this is going to do or doing that's going to do, or I could have the fear of missing out on something. I can sit in all of these hypotheticals or, I can just be in action, right? In action sort of sets me in the moment, like you said, where there's peace. So for me, spirituality is um, the meditation and the the practice and the prayer of um, being free of fear. Mm-hmm. I mean fear is valuable it has its purpose it serves its purpose too to motivate and to protect right um but you know when there's no bear standing in front of me and i'm terrified (laughs) i might be creating that myself Mm -hmm. you know by worrying about my future yeah do you meditate i do is it a daily practice um, it depends on what month you ask me. This month and last month it has not been. <laughs> I would like to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was doing really well for a while and it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. If I get up in the morning and I leave my cell phone by the bed and I get up and I go and I take a walk, I was doing that for a while and that was a wonderful spiritual practice for the mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. is I would leave my phone, I would get up, I would take a walk like five or six blocks in my neighborhood when the you know light, the sun was just coming up and the birds were chirping and, and I'd go sit somewhere and I would say some prayers or I would just meditate or something like that. And then I would come home and check in with the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really great way to start my day. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. Try to start starting in gratitude, like just walking around and listening and smelling and just being in tune with myself and enjoying mm-hmm. the morning and just saying thank you for my feet. Thank you for my, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm talking to a big old man in the sky or if I'm talking to, you know, <laughs> it's just spirit. It's just this, it's this practice of engaging with that which wants me to grow and that which wants me to be at peace and that which wants me to be useful, you know, whatever that is. Right. But yeah, we should try it. Maybe we should, you know, double dog dare each other to Keep actually it. get up and start our days with uh, 
leaving our cell phones behind, taking a walk course. Then I panic. I'm like, well, how am I going to know what time it is if I don't have my phone? Right. Oh my God, or what, what if something I happens and I need to make a phone call? <laughs> what am I going to listen to if I don't have my music? Right. You know, it's like everything is wrapped up in that little box. Yeah. But but all the more reason that it's just really, really free. Yeah. You know, um, leave it in your back pocket. Don't look at it. You know, right. whatever. Right. But it's just really nice to start your day connecting with nature. You know, if you or any of our listeners want to buddy up on it and we can like, you know, keep a tally of who actually did it for a whole week. That'd yeah, cool. I should totally do that. Let's do it. Put down the digital. That's another thing that I think is super spiritual, right? Is digital detox. Right. Unplugging. Yeah. Give your, I mean, it's one thing to sit silently with yourself. That's like graduate level, right? But right. put down the friggin' phone for a second. Right. Get off the computer. Like, I'm a crackhead with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are watching TV. I'm telling her about my day and I'm flipping through Facebook. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a media whore. Stop it. There's nothing valuable. There's nothing more valuable in your phone than the beautiful woman lying on your lap. Right. You know what I mean? To watch a movie together. Put the phone down, you freak. What can't wait? Right, exactly. Nothing. It's to it's insanity. Can anybody relate to that? No. Is it just me? It's all you, Jen. So I wanted to ask you, as you, yes. you grew up in the church with your dad being a pastor, has your religion belief spirituality shifted or changed oh yeah totally and, and how so well you know i was my family was intact until i was 10 and past 10 i didn't go to church much short of trying to get back to it unsuccessfully um, but as a little girl you know presbyterian church um i don't know i think that i found a lot of my spirituality and in, in uh, my relationship with god outside of the church mm-hmm you know, I found a lot of uh, spirituality in my recovery program from from alcohol. Um, I found a lot of my uh, spirituality in my relationship with God in nature. I found a lot of that in reading books. Um, you know, I like C.S. Lewis. I like um, J.B. Phillips. And there's some different folks who have written. There was this one book that I read uh, when I was particularly drowning in self and I needed something spiritual to just keep my head above water. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so depressed one time when I was in the middle of my drinking years. Then somebody recommended that I read this small book by J.B. Phillips called Your God is Too Small. Hmm. And uh, I don't remember much of it now. I do recall that it did give me fresh breath. Like I was able to breathe again after I read that small book. And it was just kind of saying, hey, you know, if you understand God, then it's not big enough. Like hmm. we try to personify God, but God created us. Like we didn't, we try to create God, but guess what? Little, you know, <laughs> animal created by something that is too big for you to comprehend like you can't comprehend it right. and if you could then it's not big enough hmm. so stop trying hmm. to understand it and just try to align with it like dependency on uh spirit is kind of like you know we don't want to be dependent but at the same time like uh if you turn on a light switch you're dependent on electricity but you're far more independent as a result of having light right 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's not my own analogy. I got that actually from the text of my recovery program, but it, it's really true. It's like um, when I was a little girl, it was just simply, you know, people who were, you know, they, the Trinity, Jesus, God, Father, Holy Spirit. Um, and I don't disparage that. I, I still get a lot from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll still read the Bible sometimes and I'll, um, you know, I do some Christian meditation sometimes, but I also uh, love Buddhism and I love mm-hmm. uh, the, like the four agreements. What is that? That's Toltec wisdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've learned a lot from atheists, man. I've learned a lot from agnostics. I've learned, um, I'm intrigued by the Bahi. Uh, and I'm sh- I probably said that wrong, so forgive me, anybody. But um, it's uh, sort of the study. It's it's sort of the celebration of all religions. It talks about one God, many lamps, hmm. and it talks about the different messengers that came throughout time. Like mm-hmm. you know, there was um, Buddha, and then Christ, and then you know, and Muhammad was in there, and like all of the different religions that are built around different sort of messiahs or whatever mm-hmm. um i think that god is so much bigger than all of the stories we try to tell of it right. and that's where i am today and and that's a very different place than i was i mean you know in my book i talked about understanding it and then people started putting words to it and it got all jacked up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean right and I've kind of gotten back to the just just not understanding it, just sensing it, feeling it, going with it. Right. You know, it's more of a feeling than it is a an ent- uh, a being. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, in my book, I have uh, I don't I'm not sure how far you've gotten in, if at all, but um, there's Chapter. some characters that are like spirit guides for the main character. So, you know, I kind of believe in that as well, in that, you know, we all have our own, whether it's angels or spirit guides or, you know, whatever you want to call them. But I think they're definitely there, too. And because, you know, all the stuff I did in high school and college, I'm surprised I'm not dead, you know. So I definitely think there's something's watching over me somewhere. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I. I love that. And I get I get a lot from talking to people about spirituality. I love the conversation of it. Mm-hmm. I love I love hearing about other people's journeys, you know, so long as I mean, seekers, I like to talk to seekers about it, you know, um, it, it gets, it gets just heartbreaking to talk to people who are just in pain. Yeah, about how they don't believe in anything. Um, but even that actually can be quite an education. You know, and that, I mean, and then we got to protect ourselves, right? That's the human instinct is to protect ourselves. And if, if I want to belong in uh, a group of people and they don't want me there or they just tease me when I come, then I'm just going to start acting like I don't want to go anyway. Well, I don't want to hang out with them. Right. right? right. So if, if I'm taught that, you know, I'm not welcome in God's embrace, then, you know, I don't want to friggin' hang out with who's, how weak are you? You need to rely on God. You need to pray on God, like man up, you know, pull yourself up <laughs> by your bootstraps, you know, what kind of a wuss are you? You know, uh, we defend ourselves. Yeah. You know, we protect ourselves from uh, caring about not getting to go where we want most to be. Yeah. And I right? think it's important 
that we lift each other up in that too i think that's part of the spiritual practice too is to lift each other up and encourage and inspire each other and you know because it's you know there was this whole like not letting people into the united states and it's like you know there's enough for everybody it's not a pie you know i saw a lot of that on social media it's like yeah there's 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 enough for everybody and you just need to not live in scarcity and what you don't have you know talk about that more scarcity mindset um well i think it's i mean i'm certainly not perfect with that by any means because there are times or there have been times where it's like I don't have enough. I'm never going to have enough. It's usually around money. And um, it's kind of like the whole thought or things. And it's like if you think you don't have enough, then you won't have enough. It's basically what you focus on. So you focus on abundance and you focus on gratitude and you focus on what you do have. And, you know, when you put stuff out there to manifest you don't focus on what you don't want you focus on what you do want and what you have and, you know it's kind of like with affirmations you say i am grateful because you are we all are i am so it's having that and a lot of people are like well you know positive thinking won't get you anywhere and you know It's not going to get you that job. And it's like, well, it it might get me that job. You don't know that. Right. Or in the very least, if if it doesn't get me that job, it's not going to leave me devastated. Right. And that's where the attachment comes in. Right. Is, you know, they're not being attached to things or people or outcomes. outcomes. Yeah, exactly. And it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Mm Mm-mm. So. No, it's absolutely not. But it's real. I think it's real. I mm-hmm. think what you said in the very beginning and what you just reiterated now is just thoughts manifest. You know, they really do. And what we focus on, and they're finding more and more um, understanding about that. There's this guy who put together this curriculum. Um, his name is Gordon Graham. He was in prison for many years, and then he got out of prison, and he began training uh, businesses uh, about how to think and like a growth mindset. It's just an incredible dude. And uh, he did this curriculum called Breaking Barriers that I used to teach inside of the jails, and I loved it. Hmm. And he talks about the way that our brains work and the way that we work. And he um, talked about like when you lock onto an idea, you lock out all other possibilities. It's just the way that the human brain works. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you are uh, focused on, so if, if I'm determined that. Um, you know, gay people have an agenda. I'm going to lock out anything that doesn't support that. Mm-hmm. Like all I'm going to see in the world y- here, let's take a less, uh, you know, triggering example. <laughs> okay. You ever learn a new word? Yeah. Suddenly you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just appearing. Right. But now you're aware of it. Now it's in your awareness. Mm -hmm. So now that you have that in your awareness, you're going to see it everywhere. So if I am determined that um, there's only red trucks in my town Mm -hmm. and I'm just positive about that, then I'm going to see so many red trucks, dude. Yeah, exactly. It really is. It's like what I'm focusing on is what I see more of. 
right. what I let in. It's what my consciousness lets in, uh, that which validates my belief system. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important that that's one of the reasons why it's so important that we work to consciously keep an open mind and um, and engage with people and not just with flipping the screens right you know or swiping left and swiping right totally (laughs) i mean we're relational creatures we need we need each other to stay humane yeah we need relationships yeah well i think that you know anybody that's listening you need to follow your intuition you need to follow your heart in your soul, in, you know, whatever spirituality, religion means to you, and just do that. I mean, you know, don't pay attention to the naysayers or everybody has their own way of doing things. And that, you know, includes spirituality. And I know that religion is really a hot topic for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I think it's important. I mean, this is the only life we get according, you know, to what we know. And... We have to live it to the fullest and to our terms, basically. So, Well, can I suggest something, too, for anybody listening? Something that I had to do in my journey that has been really, really useful to me is I had to um, not stop listening to people, but stop believing everything people told me, mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. when it came to God. Like I had to start talking to God directly. Right. That part of myself inside that wanted to live, that wanted to grow, that wanted to love, that wanted to be useful, right? That part of me, I had to nurture it. I had to focus on it. And I didn't know how to do that, but I was dying without finding a way, literally, like drinking myself to death and in depression. So what I started to do is I just, I started writing letters to an idea of God. Like I just, I just would write what was hurting or what I was struggling with. And what do I want? What do you want from me? And what do you want me to do? And all this stuff. And what started to happen was, uh, and this is over the course of considerable time, but I just started realizing that I had through my writing and my, my praying about it directly to this idea of God, instead of saying, Hey, person on the street who believes in Christ or believes in Muhammad, like, what do you think I should do? What do you think I'm worth? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, instead of doing that, I had to start saying, hey, God, what am I worth? Hey, God, what am I, you know, supposed to do and this and that. And through the course of my asking those questions, almost to um, something that I don't understand, I started being inspired in ways that said, hey, kid, you're good, man, you're good. Um, just love, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll sort, yeah. I'll sort it out later, right? Like you, you don't have to worry about all of the details and the intricacies that you're trying to worry about, and just don't worry about judging people because what you see today is just, it's a blink of their journey. I've got their journey. You don't have to worry about it. Just be decent to them, mm-hmm. and I'll sort it out later, right? Right? Yeah. And become yourself, right? Breathe, love. Don't judge and become yourself. Right. And that's kind of what has come from me trying to talk directly to spirit rather than asking people what I was allowed to be. Right. Right. Well, I think that's a and great... It's really hard. Yeah. I think that's a great message. And I think, um, I think a lot of people 
need to hear that, definitely. And I think that's a great ending to this episode. And I'm going to start. We just talk so easily, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. And just so everybody knows, Jen will be a regular on Women Who Sarcast. So I'm looking forward to that Yay! and excited to see what we can get ourselves into. Do you want to tell people where you're, where they can reach you? Jen Slumac, J-E-N-S-L-U-M-A-C. They can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, my website, soulnotskin.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. All that stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Jen, and thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbassiani. You can find him at mikeimbassiani.com. Thank you.